Welcome to Happy Times and Places, a Doctor Who episode commentary podcast in which I, Toby Haydock, try to accentuate the positive from a story chosen by a friend of mine. They choose their favourite things about it, and I have to guess what they are. Well, hello, folks. Um, I ha- I've had a schedule for this all planned, uh, and I've completely broken with protocol. Um, it wasn't long enough, long ago you had Dragonfire, and I have to eke the McCoys out because there aren't so many, and actually they were snapped up fairly quickly in terms of people wanting to do them. However, um, circumstance has forced me, I think, for reasons you will understand, to release this one uh, ahead of when I'd originally planned. So let's first meet our special guest for this particular adventure. Hello, Toby. And hello, faithful viewers and listeners of Toby's Happy Times and Places. It's an utter, utter pleasure to be a guest on here. Um, I am Anthony Townsend, and um, what do I do? I do all sorts of things. I do a bit of acting. I do a bit of voice work. I do a bit of singing sometimes, some hosting, interviewing, uh, amongst other things. Uh, So I can be found here and there doing this and that, mostly. And today I'm here about something that's definitely feels like a happy time and place for me, time in the Rani. Now, Anthony recorded this some time ago because when I started this podcast, I got in touch with loads of people um, and some were quicker than others in getting back to me. And Anthony was one of the first. But as I say, I've sort of spaced out adventures based on, you know, getting a variety of stuff out there. Um, And uh, since uh, Anthony recorded that, um, Anthony has been in hospital and has had quite a serious diagnosis and if you don't know Anthony and I don't know Anthony that well in fact I don't know a lot of people who I I call friends of mine who do this podcast I've never really been an active part of fandom except for you know when I started doing the shows and things like that and I met all these people whose names I'd read Anthony wrote for various magazines and stuff so I was aware of Anthony um, who I think bought me a gin and tonic after a show it might have been my first experience of them but I'm not sure um and and that was before I've, I think I realised and put two and two together and went, oh, it's that, Anthony. Um, uh, but Anthony has had a, a very serious diagnosis and as well as doing all the Doctor Who stuff, they have committed their working life to the charitable sector and have had various ups and downs, um, uh, but has always been a, a jolly and cheerful and upbeat example to everybody. But uh, uh, actually needs a, well... And has not requested this, but a group of a group of sort of friends uh, have sort of got together and set up a, a GoFundMe page because um, uh, I don't think anybody had quite seen uh, what was what was going to happen, and that, that Anthony would need um, some help because, um, as I say, a very serious uh, health diagnosis that is that is ongoing, and we yeah. Um, so I brought it forward in the schedule one to celebrate Anthony so that's as maudlin as I'm going to get because Anthony is good fun uh, and lots of positive energy and uh, well I mean you've got to have a sense of humour to choose time and the Rani that's the other thing so yes 
on with the motley and there's a lot of motley in this because i have a confession to make before we start oh and i've just taken the cellophane off my season 24 box set so i've only recently released Dragonfire, but that i had to watch on dvd because i, I was doing it before the release so this is the first time i have seen any mccoy on blu-ray however if you had asked me in a private moment, because I try and be positive and I uh, spread the love about Doctor Who, but we all have our likes and our loathings, to choose my least favourite Doctor Who story of all time. It's this one. So, with due deference to Anthony, who I like very much, and who I'm sending lots of love and best wishes, I'm also cursing Anthony for choosing... To well, but I think this might be a lesson to me, because... Anthony is somebody who has an infectious sense of joie de vivre and fun. And I think I see a lot of commentary on Doctor Who uh, on Twitter and social media being so earnest and uh, and sometimes very finger-waggy that it sort of sucks the joy out of the show. Uh, and actually, Doctor Who is nothing without its joy. So uh, I, I might have had some sort of Damascene conversion by the end of this. Let's see. Uh and I have, this is probably the story I have seen the least recently. Even when it came out on DVD, I didn't watch it. I remember, I think I did a couple of episodes with commentary and I just, life got in the way. So I have not seen this. This and Paradise Towers for different reasons, but I'll go into that when I do Paradise Towers, which at the time I adored and yet still haven't watched for quite a long time. My, yeah interesting this because i remember this coming out and anyway let's talk about it when it's on so with much love to anthony who has a gofundme page that i will be plugging on every episode and i make no apologies for that and you know if anybody everybody just gives a, a little amount that can accumulate into a, a large amount that will be very useful to somebody who's very poorly and uh, could just do with a bit of a lift uh, and who is given to the doctor who world and it would be nice if the doctor who world could give back so with without further ado let me in uh let me uh embark on what currently stands as my least favorite doctor who story and see how i cope it's time of the rani i'm gonna press play now this was um i mean magical this was the height of special effects uh at the time i remember thinking this was amazing and my school friends even grudgingly sort of uh, acknowledged that this was that without you know it's a pretty good opening and i like i do like the sky of lacertia i uh, and, and the lacertian makeup uh this was this was all pretty good so far so good um quite an exciting opening doctor and aquarius don't mind that um bonnie langford poor bonnie langford we'll talk about i'm sure um i, I mean knowing anthony this that might be that might be their favourite choice. Uh, that is quite that is quite a thing, isn't it? Leave the girl, it's my own. And uh, optical illusions, when this happened, it looked to me like Colin Baker's face. Uh, I, I thought he'd have got his chin and everything. Now, I see it's, you know, we know it's Sylvester McCoy in a wig, but I thought they'd done more than just done a video effect. I thought they'd kind of they'd constructed a false Colin Baker. That's because, you know, you watch it. I mean, I didn't. I watched it over and over again. This is the first episode... I videotaped live off air with a Yashima E180. Videotapes were expensive. I got Yashimas uh, from because a friend had a cash and carry ticket. He said, oh, they do videotapes, they're dead cheap. But it's because Yashima videos were really bad. Um, 
so actually i i had them on on you know off-air quality which in the days of pirate videos uh was was wow i've got off-air video but uh not very good quality and i had the dilemma of going um so i did i put this and delta on no i think did i put this and dragonfire and paradise and delta so i'd at least have some in chronological order but it hurt that it went four four three three because you could only get seven on a tape i wish they'd gone four three four three which they later did i like to think in in, in a in a boon for the um home recording market einstein there was a rumor for ages uh, in the pre-internet days uh, that that patrick trout was einstein because patrick trout was quite small um uh actually um i say in the pre-internet age you get stupid rumors like that they still got the thing about tony robinson being the caveman in adventure in space and time because he sounds a bit like him uh so the internet's even worse for it um so has, has the ronnie got a nose piercing uh I, 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 I of course we know it's einstein they don't because they're uh green aliens uh, uh, I, I thought San looked a bit like my brother's girlfriend at the time, who was very Stavelfin pretty, pretty person. Uh, yes. Uh, am I saying I fancy San? Oh, am I saying I fancy San? And I quite fancied my brother's girlfriend. I don't know. Uh, let's let's move on to different thoughts. Um, Kate O'Mara gives gives it all she's got, doesn't she? But it's um, I, I I had no idea at the time it was so of its time, but. Um, because I was quite impressed because Kate Mara had been in Dynasty uh, and somebody doing something in America and being in Doctor Who because now I'm British actors cross over to the States all the time but there tend to be the British actors in the States then moved to the States and worked in the States like the mighty David Warner and Simon McCorkindale and people like that. Um, I always quite like it when they do do bit of the doctor who theme in the music kef mcculloch's music gets a lot of stick but there's a there's a there's a moment in the score of this episode that i think is absolutely magnificent uh and as i say i might i might be clutching for for straw i mean that that kate omara looks like she's been made out of distillation of 80s juice uh uh now this is the this is sylvester mccoy's debut scene uh he looks does he look good in colin baker's costume i don't know um points who who am i who am i and who are you i hate the way he does that i'm so sorry um in fact i hate that as well this is why i didn't i'm so i've got to be positive but as doctor's debuts go that uh, i don't think is great um I, and I think it's 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 because Doctor Who's now getting to the point where it's you know th three cameras on a on a studio set with a glammed up uh, dominatrix actress in uh, with big hair uh, and it's just so I think I think where and I I can understand why people like it when it gets a bit campy and vampy and I'm I'm all for that. Um, I, I said, but you see, but he looks so like Doctor Who, and I think he's he's great, um, and I think he's brilliant casting. Uh, I just I think that opening where he does the the sort of comical look and double take and the terrible tumble that you can't edit 
with with multi-camera you know you wouldn't do it like that nowadays is 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 set my teeth on edge when i was a youngster and i had to go into school you know and just oh god and patty caldwell i bet the open air uh is on this where she where she and i was worried about doctor who because the whole world seemed against it and i wanted it to be uh i wanted it to be gritty and violent i wanted it to be like resurrection of the daleks and earth shock which actually were the stories that 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 led to the led to the cancellation of doctor who of course uh and 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 actually have their own problems i love this piece of music in fact i think this sequence is great because you've got the urex feet i i think it's quite fun with the eyes you you don't see the tet trap and that's a cracking piece of music although that's the third time sylvester mccoy has fallen over he looks he moves as a, like an iridian uh, that uh, you know the iridians in the chase those guys who sort of crouch with when he's standing outside the tardis there he looks like an iridian you heard it here first the lacertians lacertia is the twin planet of iridius um i i really like the long hair they've 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 tried to do something genuinely alien i think with the the design of the lacertians and i know they're you know it's people with green makeup and stuff stuck on and they've got a hat to cover their hair and all that sort of thing but i i think the lacertian design is 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 good um and i'm sorry in accentuating but i had to i had to give you my baseline of where i was and 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 what uh what it was i had against this story uh and i think because the mccoy era you know see even even the people who made it andrew cartmel and actually the camera lens on that is great um i like the, yeah i like what that that shot does with the with the quarry stuff behind she called san uh, it's named after the planet of planet of fire um uh but i think it's important for me to establish why i say we're talking about what what was my least favorite doctor who story um i think nick Pegg knew karen clegg as san um and this was state of the art uh, and this this these bubble traps are a great effect and it's really nifty how it bounces off the rocks and they have the explosion because oh dear uh, she doesn't she doesn't bounce off but the bubble traps are great so there's lots in this that's good um a mark greenstreet i worked with mark greenstreet was going to be a star he was in a thing called brat farrar where he played twins one of whom was good and one of whom was bad and uh, i think it had uh, it had frederick treves in it too uh and prunella scales maybe um no hannah gordon they i know they got credited above him and i thought it was unfair of him because on him because he was the star but they were it's when you get senior performers got higher billing in those days which i like um and of course doctor Who magazine when it announced the cast of this it, it, it talked of veteran actor uh donald pickering who had been in the palaces which was clearly john nathan turner's favorite program because i never heard of it i don't think my mum remembered it but but uh uh yeah and this is a good attempt to have a needle going in but it's clearly going back into the gun and not into the arm um uh but yeah mark greenstreet and, and he was in a th and he was he was a bit of a heartthrob and he was then he was in trainer which was gonna be uh which was about horse racing it was done by some of the team behind some good tv dramas like howard's way and, and uh, popular tv dramas like howard's way and good tv dramas like secret army and cold it's sort was across all of those um and trainer was a failure and uh, it seemed to sink dear old mark i worked with him on a production of the taming of the shrew 
a few years later when he was still he was still enough of a name uh to 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 be you know to be a reason to be to be going there and, ha- and he had one of the lead uh the lead parts um but then he went into directing um uh, he directed a couple of films but uh yeah he was a handsome boy and he was a decent actor um i hope he's happy uh he did he i did talk to him about doctor but um the one thing he told me i don't think reflects well on anybody so i'm not gonna repeat it it's not scandalous it's just i think it's just of its time um uh now of course how can you not love as a 47 year old man who doesn't need to care anymore because this is ancient and has no impact on doctor who or its reputation Kate O'Mara doing an impression of Body Langford, which I mean, if I think if you're trying to salvage the reputation of a show that uh, you know was famous for sending people behind the sofa and was was getting accusations of being pantomimic, I don't think getting Kate O'Mara to do an impression of Bonnie Langford is a good idea. However, divorced of that context. I think it's adorable. I think I think Kate O'Mara actually, yes, she is very eighties and she's got the boots and the big hair and she's giving a certain kind of performance. But she's one of those absolutely solid pros, as in professionals, uh, who could turn her hand to whatever she's asked to do. And yeah, she's the sort of glamour puss, space dominatrix. I mean, bless her, even at the fiftieth anniversary where i interviewed her on stage where she was a bit deaf and she'd had a stroke she was still dressed as a space lesbian which i loved her for um uh gl- you know glamorous to the end bless her um uh but but what a she's brilliant as bonnie langford uh, and i think this is really funny <laughs> um and actually because sylvester mccoy i still think is finding his voice and his and the, his level of performance and is prone to doing sort of daft things that kind of fits because she's got that kind of oh christ thing going on which 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 sort of works because it helps ease him in and and sort of temper some of his excesses uh, uh, uh and it's a nice contrast and it's the character of the rani you know being tired of the doctor it works it works on every level uh, apart from at the time when it terrified me and I thought it was the end of Doctor Who. <laughs> um, uh, this, uh, this is this is done in post post production of the the sound there, but that's because they're quite far away. But it makes for a good shot, doesn't it? Um, uh, poor and poor Bonnie Bonnie Langford. I mean, um. You know, her being in Doctor Who was another sign that, oh, it's the end and this is terrible. And she got so much stick. And you, we only discovered later that she was actually quite unhappy and quite at sea uh, doing this. And yet she's proved what a national treasure she is. Terrific actress in EastEnders. She's absolutely delightful person. Um, uh, and weren't we all wrong and mean? And, I, it's, and it's only as I've sort of got older um, and because now one's mean thoughts uh, you know people people put them on the internet and you see them directed at people rather unfairly and, and unfortunately now what happens is that you know if if you think somebody's spelt the end of doctor who you can tell them directly and it's not very nice 
um i mean i don't i try and be you know i'm I, I try and be nice on on the internet but people you know people do and people don't realize a lot of the time that you know what they're doing the person receiving it is a human being who's not living in an ivory tower and sitting on a wadge of cash and has an easy life they're somebody that's prone to all sorts of uh insecurities and you know uh, uh and, and 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 feels the criticism very very harshly um no we didn't do that but i certainly felt very cross uh the idea of bonnie langford doctor who largely based on her her reputation as uh violet elizabeth bot in um uh in in wurzel gummidge and i remember uh God, a Sunday paper had the headline Virgin Bonnie vows never to strip and she was sort of rather sort of paraded about the press as this sort of oddball goody two-shoes who oh she can sing and she can dance so uh, you know god we hate her because uh, this idea that you work hard and you, you you hone skills that actually a lot of people don't have is is somehow un-British and that you should just sort of turn up and phone it in uh whereas actually you know, as time has gone on, the, the actors, you know, that, that that prosper these days are, you know, you have to work very hard, keep yourself fit. Um, the more skills that you have, the better. And the idea that it was just all a sort of bit of a lark, um, a natural talent shone through, um, uh, 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 meant that, that anybody who so obviously, um, you know, took it very seriously and put in a lot of hard work was somehow deemed worthy of cocking a snook too what a bizarre attitude we have and i and i think yes her performance is again slightly of of the time and 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 slightly sort of theatrical compared to what you get on television now uh but actually with 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 time being what it is uh, loads of performances in doctor who are more theatrical than we would do now because it's three wall television with a multi-camera and i and i don't think that Bonnie Langford is is st sticks out especially um, some of her some of her moves occasionally, but uh, uh, I, I think I think she's fine actually, um, and she's actually very good at some of it, um, and 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 she has a gusto and she's you know she's always she's always on it, um, and uh, I'm glad that I'm no longer that angry young man this is my favorite bad thing of doctor who which is a concrete tunnel that obviously looks like a concrete tunnel and they've gone we need to make this tunnel look like it's from space how do we make it look like it's from space put some do you know the bit where the two concrete bits stick together and there's a bit of a slight gap a slight groove stick some tinsel in the groove and then it will come a space tunnel uh, okay <laughs> yeah. uh well done um uh for swinging your feet, uh, Kate O'Mara. So it's a peculiar mixture, but I have to say, uh, part of it, because I haven't seen this for ages, I, I, I could easily sort of lose myself in this and just watch it for fun. And that's surely what Doctor Who is. But then it, it comes to the thing of going, because I always mistrusted people who watch Doctor Who for fun. Isn't that awful? You know. The, but I think the people that would watch it because they enjoyed the bad bits i always thought no 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 you've got to treat it with reverence because it's doctor who it's important um uh and again i think from viewing people on twitter now who who when people do a sort of joke um and i'm not talking about a, a rude or a racist or an unpleasant joke there's lots of those on twitter but when people sort of apprentice things 
There's a, there is a distinct lack of humour from certain quarters on Twitter, and it makes you think, oh, come on, it's it's supposed to be fun. Uh, and, and you know, part of what, what, what separates Doctor Who from a, a lot of drama is its sense of humour. And oh, that's a clever, nice little touch, the liquid that changes colour. Um, and, and, and I think Doctor Who should be funny when it tries to be funny, but um, I know there are certain fans that sort of enjoy the badness of of doctor who and i i don't i i'm not sure i can ever be one of those because even though i'm i'm a comedian i don't have a sense of humor <laughs> um his face is brilliant isn't it so i haven't quite i haven't quite got to grips with you know watching doctor who and laughing at it i don't think i ever want to do that but i think i can i definitely think i've loosened up a bit um and and again you know because the because because what this is like does now not impact on the long-term future of Doctor Who. And there's no point having regrets for what happened to Doctor Who, because what happened to Doctor Who happened, and actually it's, it, it, you know, history meant that it, it had that glorious revival. So um, I spent too much of my life being cross about things and angry about things. Um, and I'm uh, And I'm trying to learn that life's, too short to be angry about things I can't do anything about uh, <laughs> and that's funny um, and I think I think the shooting of uh, the tetraps when you can't see their faces is is great and they are there is a sort of bat like thing I like the shot of the wing there look at that space tinsel <laughs> I think that's glorious um, What, I mean, what what does the tinsel do? It just it's because it's from space. Um, look, at, oh, and I I haven't uh, I haven't talked yet about because looking at poor old San's little uh, skeleton there. I like the way the Lycurgians run with their arms backwards. It's just a way of going. It's not quite. I haven't quite drafted in Rosalind to winter to do some insect movement. But it's it's a way of going. Well, for these have a slightly different uh, uh, physicality to to us. The less I like me, yeah. And and he's, I like his, yeah. I like his mournful face. He's got such a good face. He's got such a good face for Doctor Who because it is the face of a clown with a a, a, a melancholy sort of backdrop. Um, uh, he's like a sort of quizzical sad bird. <laughs> Um, he's giving it all, isn't he, old uh, Mark Grigsby? Now, some, I'm going to look out for something here because somebody put something online. There's a bit of this that is blocked out by a video effect because it's a, is it a flapping costume. Uh, um, the, 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 this is this, they're really going for the the, the humour of this, um, and I remember being quite cross about this and thinking, well, this. You know, this is this is just too silly, um, uh, uh, and they wouldn't have done it like this in the older days. And, and then I got robot on. There is a little. There's actually a black square in that, um, on on that pile of clothes. That's that's I think masking something that's flapping in a distracting way that I hadn't seen. Ah, oh, yeah, because you can see it's not there now, uh, and there's a sort of uh, a checked thing hanging down. Um, the uh, 
the various little sound effects, the broken glass and the school bell and all of that sort of thing, they are sort of going, we don't quite trust this scene uh, to be funny, so we will augment it with funny noises, which I always think is the worst thing to do. I, I, I'm, I'm never a great fan of pinkity punkity, aren't we funny music, especially when you've got, you know, funny performers. Um, uh, but I have to say... <laughs> <laughs> Kato Mara is a flipping legend um, but I I have to say um, you know I, again I, I would have gone oh I could do with this being a bit more serious and then of course I got robot on video and went okay they did it stupidly then <laughs> so I can hardly I can hardly complain but again it was the, in the old days it was better cretin <laughs> love the way she does that um <laughs> It's a good location too. Uh, I know. I mean, I know it's the sort of Doctor Who quarry, but uh, I like the way it's shot. Um, that's a funny sort of composite, is it? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I haven't really talked about poor old Colin Baker's regeneration. He was treated very shoddily, and I liked Colin Baker. So I think again, part of my antipathy towards this was that this was what had been done as a result of uh, of. Uh, of the unfair sacking of a doctor that I liked and who I'd before this I'd met uh, and interviewed and liked so felt loyalty towards so I was going to be cross with this um, why does the doctor go but why is the Rani dressed as you Mel <laughs> uh, it's a funny old costume as well isn't it um, she's done well to keep her trousers white though uh, and that's great. I love the explosion too. Uh, and that this is a this is a splendid sequence. Uh, and the bubble traps are a brilliant idea, and I think they hold up pretty well. And yeah, the the bouncing off the rocks is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Oh no! What's going to happen? Brilliant. That's great. Um. So. Is this going to be how I learnt to stop worrying and love time and the Rani? Uh, I mean, yes, it is quite theatrical. This, Jeff Powell was a hugely respected designer um, and apparently a genius who would just sort of scribble stuff on a fag packet and make magic out of nothing. But it, it, it does look a bit that, you know, the Rani's place does look a bit, uh, you know, overlit BBC studio with, uh, with uh, uh, yeah, a sort of, uh, oh, Joanna Newbury, assistant floor manager, is related to Gary Newbury. Ian, D Barry Newbury, the designer. Ian Dow, I interviewed. Oh, bless him. Um, he's no longer with us. Uh, Alec Wheel, gone. See, I think of these as modern Doctor Who people, but loads of them are dead. God, uh, Ken True, yeah, he's gone. Oh, dear. Oliver Elms. Now, a friend of mine at school knew a guy called Donovan Elms, who was Oliver Elms's son. Uh, but uh, I never managed to meet either of them. Um, and I also don't like that logo. Um, but uh, hang on, this is supposed to be the stuff I like. But again, I think I'm I'm just giving context to what my reaction to this was. Uh, and I do think that uh, logo is um, uh, 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 an absolute aberration. It, it looks like um, something's trying to be zany and modern. Um, uh, and and it really yeah. Let's not. I can't even describe how awful I think it is. 
Um, <laughs> it's this, this, uh, it's, you know, Doctor Who is is a, a, a traveller of mystery and uh, he who's who's travels through the ages. I'm supposed to be being positive, so the logo is not going to be my favourite thing. Um, but uh, there was plenty in that. As I say, I saw almost wished I'd. Uh, just been able to sit that back and watch that for fun. It's amazing how much of the the dialogue and the little bits of acting from people, uh, like the bit where uh, Mark Greenstreet sort of pulls the face when uh, Mel gets caught in the bubble trap and, and 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 tries to grab her when she leaves the the space tunnel. All of those tiny little bits because I watched these over. Yeah, I hated it so much. I watched these over and over again. I mean, every day when I got back from school because you know it was new Doctor Who and I'd videoed it, but. I was a teenager and I was cross about things. Uh, so I watched it, but was so cross about it. Uh, and I'm, I'm, and I suppose I can't regret what I did when I was young, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm teaching myself not to waste my time being furious on things I can't do anything about. And it's all part of the great world of Doctor Who. And there's so much in there to enjoy. So what's going to be my favourite thing? Well, I've also got to go. It's what Anthony's favourite thing is going to be. So I could choose the bubble traps because I think that's, they're exceptional. Uh, I think they're a really good special effect. I could choose that, dum, da, 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 dum, da, that piece of music uh, where he goes, I'll smash it to pieces, which I also think he does brilliantly. Uh, and the shot of the tetra coming in and the, um, but because it's Anthony and because it's also great, I'm going to choose Kate O'Mara is Bonnie Langford as my favourite thing for episode one. Um, so now Toby's watched episode one. And, uh, well, what can I say about episode one? There's so much to say about episode one that's so fantastic and exciting. It's got a whole fresh start. New things. New Doctor, of course. Uh, new title sequence, new music, new script editor. New, 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 new. Um, and it's got a pre-title sequence. Oh, that's exciting. I don't know if we've ever had one of those before. Uh, so that seemed very, very fun. I've been wondering beforehand how they were going to cover the fact that uh, Mr. Baker wasn't unfortunately there anymore. No, wrong way. <laughs> um, I can't get used to what this recording thing is doing. And uh, what else have I got here? Uh, yeah, embarking on a new adventure. Oh, the script is so quotable. That is very, very good of Pip and Jane they generally are for whatever reason very quotable amongst your friends if you've got friends like I've got um, and that leads me to the thing that I love the most about this episode is one particular line that does get used amongst my friends rather a lot uh, just goes to show what sort of bunch we are and it's so good we've even got there's even a badge available of it and here it is can you read that Whoop. Leave the girl, it's the man I want. Now, if that isn't top for uh, performance and for script, I don't know what is. So that is my first top thing from episode one out of so many. Oh, didn't I say? <laughs> and it is quite a moment. <laughs> Uh, right, okay, that's the negatives out of the way. I needed to say the things I didn't like in order to give you some context. But uh, Anthony, infectiously joyous person that Anthony is, uh, is, is enthusing me about time in the Rani. So it's with a hop and a skip uh, and a trip into a bubble trap that I'm going to bounce. 
spinning into episode two. That'll be next time when the Kersher will definitely be one of my and your, I hope, happy times and places. I think you'll find. 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 Bonnie Langford wasn't in Wurzel Gummidge. She was in Just William. I know that. You know that. Everyone knows that. Why didn't I say that? My brain wasn't working properly. I'd just been watching Time and the Rani. Do me a favour. Its insides were scrambled. But hopefully this will stop anyone writing in. Thank you so much for listening to Happy Times and Places, which is presented by me, Toby Haydoke, and my special, special guest this time around is Anthony Townsend on Twitter at Antoine Fruit. Antoine, A-N-T-O-I-N-E, Fruit, as in fruit. Uh, please do follow. And there is a GoFundMe fundraiser, uh, a small hand for Anthony Anthony without an H and with an I, A-N-T-O-N-I. Uh, I'll do a link in my uh, blurb uh, and uh, I'll tweet that on at Haydoak Podcasts as well. But let's see if we can help to make Anthony comfortable at this difficult time. The music for this podcast is by Dave Gates and the podcast artwork by Dylan Patterson. I'd like to include the patrons of Toby Haydoke's Time Travels, who include Ruben Herfindahl, Peter Harness, Rob Leonard, Stephen Moffat, Richard Straw, Paul Carrington, Paul Cook, Peter Crocker, Rob Dawson, John Deere, Chris Dunford-Kelk, Chris Fone, Jason Gorman, Siobhan Galichon, Ian Key, Jolo Allen, Darren Mackay and Barry Platt. You too can become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash Toby Haydoke. Uh, tiers start from as little as £3 a month, although if you go annually, you get 10% off that as well, and that means you get releases well in advance of The Great Unwashed. You also get exclusive material, and there's also a chance in the higher tiers to get things like a badge. Uh, and there are monthly AMAs open to everybody as well. It's a largely egalitarian thing, but uh, the odd bad-shaped carrot for the higher tiers. But uh, there's plenty. There's plenty there. Some would say too much at the £3 tier. Uh, if you don't want to commit to a month or you know whatever, um, you can do a one-off payment if you like at ko-fi.com forward slash Toby Haydoke. But what costs you nothing, and what I could really do with at the moment, uh, is five-star reviews at iTunes and Apple and anywhere that you get your podcasts from, and perhaps a few nice words uh, as well, along with the five-star rating. So yeah, the five-star is the rating, and the reviews are you saying, oh, it's lovely, and the best thing ever in the world. That just, you know, that sort of that sort of low-key endorsement. Uh, but that would really help with my algorithms, and they're looking a bit rusty at the moment. So uh, uh, apply a bit of shine to my uh, my dull and rusty algorithms, and I'd be very, very grateful. Thanks. Thanks.